All right, so this is just a intro for excuse me. Intro for our greatest hits episode. Episodes, I guess, cuz we had enough to split it into 2 weeks worth. We had like I mean close to 2 hours worth of material if if I'm estimating correctly i'm almost i'm almost done okay compiling all the clips but uh yeah gummy's in there we got we got some good ones so i guess we'll just hello and thank you for listening welcome to we don't have a podcast yet greatest hits volume three a lot of times when when someone comes out with a greatest hits volume three, you know, they're really scraping the bottom of the barrel. Mm-hmm. That is, however, not the case in this instance. This is probably, I would say, a good cross section of the episodes from right before we started hitting our stride. <laughs> It, it it is possible that we uh, named uh, some episodes greatest hits uh, that possibly were just uh, great hits. Yeah, I, at some point, the fact that we have to keep putting out greatest hits episodes every year definitely steals a little bit of thunder from the word greatest because... No one, there will not be a greatest hits, a definitive greatest hits released within our lifetimes. It will take the death of this podcast and probably the death of one or both of us, hopefully both together in a fiery plane crash on our way to record our our famous Hawaii special. At that point, please feel free to peruse all of the greatest hits episodes we released and pick your own favorite bits and goofs and and then release one hour if you think you can, because you can't. There's so many. There's more than an hour of good, solid goofs in here. I'm sure of it. Anyways, we've come up with two hours of good yeah, solid. You think you're so great? You. We did two hours. There's we've got two already out and two coming up in the next two weeks. So thank you for listening. Uh, if if you're a Patreon subscriber, this is this is your special time where we all we all look to you and say. These are the these are the people who make it happen. And and I need you to remember that in this next 2 weeks leading up to Christmas where we are writing like a high production quality radio play and not giving you anything and actually giving away some of the content <laughs> that normally only you get just to show off what we do. Uh, please, please just remember that everyone is jealous of you right now and, and don't cancel your Patreon without further ado. This is greatest hits volume three. Uh-huh.
But I like that John Cena is lent his image to this product. I I would hazard a guess that John Cena has no idea that this product exists. Could you imagine? Could you imagine spending your entire life training to become like a peak physical athlete, and then you uh, then you're on Instagram just scrolling. Everybody's like, "We love you, John Cena. You're the best." You're like, man, I get so much love on this website. What's this now? An ad with me in it for penis stretching weights. <laughs> I don't need penis stretching weights. I'm John Cena. Maybe John Cena takes the glass half full uh, approach and assumes that they are saying, hey, if you use this product, you will have a big dick like John Cena. <laughs> you gotta get there now also in the description of this product actually the very first part it says the accumulation of long term micro stretching of the JJ body allows the JJ body to grow adaptively which the is JJ a statement body. that I don't they, they lost me a little bit with that is the JJ body uh, the, the shaft? <laughs> yeah, it's short for Jimmer Jammer. A lot of navel gazing, but it, this is all into other people's navels. Yeah. Hmm. Shakira, Britney Spears, circa Christina Fat guys Aguilera. to insist on wearing shirts that are too small for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Big tall guys who can't find a shirt. Uh, poor kids uh, who are wearing the the clothes that that their parents bought for them two years ago because they course, can't afford to buy new shirts for for their children. Mister Belly Button, the man with a million mothers. <laughs> He comes to your school. Hi, everybody. Hi, Mr. Billy Button. He's just covered, just covered in belly buttons all over his body. Oh. Now I got you. I didn't I, I didn't follow it first, but Oh boy, that's that's a chicken or the egg thing. Like how 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 was Mr. Belly Button birthed? The whole team. It it takes a village. And it was like a weird, like, uh, all the women in the, is it, <clears throat> he was born in, uh, well, part of the former Soviet Union. Every, oh. every woman in the village signed up to be a part of an experiment where they all were attached via umbilical cord to a child who was raised in a tank of amber liquid. <laughs> Is this is this how the uh, Soviet uh, version of the X Men starts? <laughs> yeah, I'd like you to come and study at Mister Belly Button's Academy <laughs> for incredible boys and girls. <laughs> There's always just weird lint hanging out of odd <laughs> belly buttons upon <laughs> uh, up, up, upon the professor. 
<laughs> He's very ticklish. <clears throat> summer he opened, summer outies. They say that he opened the school for boys and girls who don't have mothers because he has too many mothers. Every episode is just him on the phone. Yes, yes, I know. Yeah, no, I, I swear this is a real job. <laughs> All right, I love you too. Ring, ring. Oh, oh who is it now? <laughs> this is like, remember Baywatch Nights? Ooh, yeah, I so do. Maybe, maybe that's what it's like, Zordon. It's Zordon nighttime. And this is like the Power Rangers all go home. And it's just like a it's just like an after hours talk show with Zordon as the host. <laughs> maybe the Power Rangers uh, uh, base turns into like a little casino and Alpha Fives uh, walking around selling uh, cigarettes and rum punches. Yeah, little cigarette. <laughs> well, I did, the the Podtron this this week so far has given us two excellent television show ideas that Welcome I Welcome sure. <laughs> to Zordon Nighttime. My guest this evening is David Sedaris. <laughs> he has a real delightful book out now. I would watch a show where Zordon interviews David Sedaris. Yeah, I would. That too. sounds delightful. Just a big blue ass floating head and David Sedaris. <laughs> Just doing a reading from his latest book. Really, it would work with any big disembodied head with a deep voice. I would probably watch uh, Olmec Nights as well. <laughs> Zardoz. As long as, they, as long as they got David Sedaris to be the guest. <laughs> Maybe we can build all this in the same sound studio and just like we only have to book David Sedaris for one day. David Sedaris is going on a book tour where it's all just floating <laughs> I had this idea last night. What if we, uh, what if we let the animals at the zoo get drunk on their birthdays? (laughs) (laughs) I, I kind of think that after the fact, after movies come out, when when there are these scenes where where you want the people to kiss. Maybe there could be like a website or, or something that, that hires the actors to just make out. And, and then, then, then you film that one scene and then you're like, at this uh, timestamp in the movie, if you want them to kiss, then, then play our scene of these actors that we hired to make out. Those two guys from Supernatural would make so much money off oh my that God. service. <laughs> That would be people would be like, you know, you could you could do that. Like you could get the you know, have Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson kiss at the end of uh Lost in Translation. And then 
the whole world would immediately be like, no. <laughs> we want Dennis the Menace to kiss Mr. Wilson. <laughs> Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean franchise will suffer a major movie reboot, and it will tank. <laughs> All right. You're back, Podtron. That that one. Boy, was, oh boy, he is really that was spicy. That one was very good. <laughs> it's getting better. <clears throat> George Lucas will say Chewbacca in public. <laughs> <laughs> George Lucas will say Chewbacca in public for the first time since Star Wars opened in 1977. <laughs> 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 he finally breaks the silence. <laughs> I bet I bet once he starts he can't stop. You can't say Chewbacca just once. You gotta say Chewbacca a few times. <laughs> it's just fun to say Chewbacca. Now what if the bear was a circus bear and he knew how to like uh use simple tools? That could be a problem. Hmm. Simple like how simple of a tool? I mean, like, really, I think just a pry bar could probably get, <laughs> get in there. Bear with a crowbar, huh? Yeah. He just comes up. He's got a ball-peen hammer, and he's going to get to work on you. <laughs> he's going to cobble run. you a pair of shoes. He's this just, bear is. This, this fucking bear just has a acetylene torch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I think that this bear might be uh, flag material for your new country. Yeah, yeah, that's my, that's my my uh, my city, neighborhood town city. It's a bear. It's like the flag of California, but yeah. I, I've got a bear standing up, and he's holding a welding torch. Yep. Look out, neighborhood town. There's a coup brewing. It's, it says Ursa ad infinitum. <laughs> <laughs> this one is called Personality Starters. And uh, this would be where we brainstorm some new uh, stupid affectations uh, that people, you know, can use in lieu of having a real personality. <laughs> I feel like Die Hard is a Christmas movie, is a hot dog a sandwich, uh, flight or invisibility. These are all worn out. These they've been beaten to death. We need some new, some new stupid opinions for boring people to have. Uh, should should we keep them kind of close to those uh, gold standards that you just listed, like uh, casseroles, just a thick soup. A Christmas Carol is a Halloween movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one's exciting. Yeah. Imagine just kicking the door in at your family get together and announcing. <laughs> They'd probably a Christmas Carol is a Halloween movie. <laughs> Turn that off. <laughs> 
They, Rolling on the Rilver. Rilver, yeah. People on the Rilver are uh, happy to grieve. It's, I mean, you meet a lot of interesting people when you're rolling on the real fur. Mm-hmm. Some of them have a, a, a mouthful of small stones. It's hard to speak around. Sometimes it's a, it's a little boy and his friend whose name you can't say. <laughs> yeah, he as much as he insists, uh, call me uh, this. You don't want to do it. No, no, no. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Jim was my father. <laughs> I think I bought a uh, maybe a, a birdhouse that had a clear back on it that you suction cup to your window so you can see uh-huh. what those fuckers are doing in there. One time that said it uh, just a- seen on TV. Your hands and face pressed against the glass. Yes, yes. <laughs> Fucking in there! Fuck those eggs. <laughs> They're fucking the eggs. This is a dirty birdie family. <laughs> Stepmom bird fucks egg. <laughs> It says he's the chairman of At the Bravery Proj, former candidate for president, former congressman, author of Fuck Silence, but he's he's asterisked out the, the vowels. Patriot, husband, father, brother, son. Clown. Hey, Siri. Search Pornhub.com for the following tags. Patriot, husband, father, brother, son. Ooh, do you smell these cards? These are some stinky cards. Where is he keeping these cards? (laughs) Oh, this is back to me at Kenny Rogers' butt cards? (laughs) Yeah. Or just a you know a, a a bad dealer. Kenny Rogers butt cards is another in the uh, parade of failed Kenny Rogers franchises. <laughs> he had the the roast chicken chain and the butt cards, baby coffins. <laughs> oh, and <laughs> oh, it. <laughs> <laughs> Hi folks, this is Kenny Rogers from Kenny Rogers Baby Coffins. <laughs> folks, you gotta know when to hold them and know when to fold them. <laughs> and you'll be doing a fair amount of folding because these baby coffins are too small for even babies. <laughs> folks, you won't find a better deal on a baby coffin because we made them too small, so... If you've got a baby, you think you could uh, you just kind of jam in there or whatever. <laughs> Have at it. I'm Kenny Rogers. We can't obviously we can't call it Shark Tank, but we need you know how in England they call it Dragon's Den. Mm-hmm. So we got to come up with our own our own thing, Horses House. 
We'd be the horses. OJ's man cave. <laughs> OJ's man cave? Yeah. I mean, I guess dragons and sharks and OJ are all kind of uh, intimidating and dangerous. I don't know. Uh, I, I feel like the when the British uh, went with a mythical creature, it set a precedent of taking, like, choosing a different group. Like, yeah. we could do a you know, grizzly cave, or we could do Minotaur Labyrinth. But I, I think that we gotta take from a whole new set of of possible <laughs> dangerous entities. <laughs> All right, OJ's man cave. We, we we could maybe do xenomorph egg clutch. If yeah, you like that better. No, I like OJ's man cave. <laughs> <laughs> When you're 16 years old, you start to see you, Father, as an authority figure. He's an elder, if you will. He's the voice of reason, the one who tells you that playing video games is bad for your brain. He's the one who explains to you why it's okay to ask your mother to sleep over on a school night. <laughs> but a little embarrassing to ask her to cook you a nice dinner the next morning. He's an impartial observer. He can tell you when you're out of line. When you're older, though, that kind of authority isn't enough. You start to expect it, as if it's something you've earned. Then you start to want it even more. And that's when what you're feeling now. As the toddler turns into a rambunctious toddler, he realizes he's not just in charge of himself. He has a much higher calling, raising a happy, loving family. It's an arduous task as a toddler. He gets discouraged. He has to go to sleep, and I say no. And then I put him in his crib, and he starts crying. I tell him I'm going to call his grandmother, and I call my mother. The phone rings, and my mother asks me how I'm doing. I'm sobbing. She doesn't know I'm crying. Honey, it's okay. It's going to be okay, she's saying, but I can't hear her. I'm screaming. We had been renting this place since I had my son about a year and a half ago. We had a fight, and it felt like a fight about it. It had nothing to do with my wife because she wanted to move too. And this was our house, and we would have moved, but this house was for sale, and it was going to cost more. And so we needed to save up for it. And I wasn't really paying attention to it. And she was mad at me because I didn't pay attention. And now she's mad at me and it sucks. So I said, if it costs more, we can't move. She said, okay. <laughs> then we started talking about going to Vegas for the holidays. And I said, well, there's an apartment you could get in Vegas for $600. <laughs> and I know the landlords of it. And they're really nice. And they'd probably let you bring your best friend if you want to. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to real quick, just for the fuck of it, Google Cornhole Urban Dictionary. Oh, boy. Here we go. Wow. This is not... Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's what I thought it was. <laughs> what, a fun game to play with friends and family? <laughs> it refers to both the, 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 you know, anus itself, um, as well as um, the verb version, which is anal sex. 
I guess I always thought that it was like, um, there's a very pornographic definition of this as well. <laughs> I was going to say, there's usually at least at least one for every word on Urban Dictionary where someone just wrote in like, a bitch ass named Kevin who pissed his pants at a party. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, this one reads like literatica. Ooh. Go on. Should I read it as the Joker? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Read it as Lex Luthor. <laughs> Cornhole. The act of gently inserting your well-lubed direct cock into your woman's well-rimmed and squeaky-clean anus. Making sure plenty of lube is also been applied to her sphincter as well. With a gentle push, once the crown of your cock has stretched her sphincter, you allow her bung muscle to relax. And then start a gradual entering of her turd cutter. And that's just half, but I'm good. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> And like what I love, like the next sentence is, once fully in her turd cutter, you begin a slow, short pumping motion until you build up to a full-length cock-stabbing penetration of her dump hole. And then for for help there, dump hole, you can click on that to learn what that is. (laughs) I like how this guy is doing like the thing that you do when you're writing a paper in college where you just keep going to the thesaurus, but he's doing it for butthole. (laughs) And and giving us like... It's it's a good thing that it got named cornhole, because right. I I wouldn't want to I I wouldn't want to play turd cutter. It's <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. a really turd- good point. Wait, you never played turd cutter for the Atari twenty six hundred? You know that that the the Dracula from Sesame Street he does the counting thing, uh, because as long as he keeps counting. Uh, no one can find out that he can't read. <laughs> yeah, he sticks to his strengths, you know. They're like, uh, so what? Uh, just take a look at the menu. Are you ready to order? One, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six, seven. All right, well, I'll come back. Uh... <laughs> oh, he's just counting his tears because he can't read. <laughs> He needs a picture menu, but he doesn't know how to ask. <laughs> yeah, he just he ends up walking out with like uh, eight different value meals because mm-hmm. he just kept shouting numbers. The door opened with a creak, and inside sat a dozen S and M Games employees. There was Fred with her familiar robot limbs dealing a stack of black and white cards to everyone seated at a large table. They all silently read the cards and giggled to themselves. Okay, kids, you know how this game works. I'll read the prompt from this card, and then you all submit one of your cards as an answer. The one I like the most wins. Here we go. Something you never want to hear your partner say during orgasm. The table erupted in laughter before each player carefully selected one of their cards, sliding it across the table face down. As Fred picked up each one, she chuckled to herself, sometimes shaking her head in mock disapproval. Finally, when all the cards had been submitted, she stood and read aloud. Okay, so the prompt is something you never want to hear your partner say during orgasm. And here are the answers. 
My name is Scrooge. I'd rather be getting fucked by Scrooge's disgusting jaundiced cock. Hand me my phone. I need to look at pictures of Scrooge while I bust. I'm your dad and my name is Ebenezer Scrooge and we're having gay incest. Here comes the Scrooge Splooge. And okay, I'm done now. Scrooge, it's your turn. What? What game is this? How could those answers make sense in any other context? I'm gonna go with, here come the Scrooge Splooge. Who was it? Barclay? Barclay, you sick fuck, I should have known. A young man with a mohawk and a lower jaw made of polished steel laughed and high-fived others at the table as Fred produced a new card. Okay, here's your new prompt. Something you've always wanted to see Scrooge do. Is this game all about me? How is this possible? Take a look, friend. Cards against Scrooge? It's called Cards Against Scrooge? I'm afraid so, yes. Where did they get this? It was on Kickstarter. Alright! Something you've always wanted to see Scrooge do! And the answers are... Die! Drop dead! Die! Drown in diarrhea! Die! And Whoopi Goldberg! This game makes no sense! Yes, it's a terrible game, but it was crowdfunded in less than 12 hours. People don't seem to care if it's any good so long as they can dump on you, I'm afraid. Alright, you sickos, I'm seeing a pattern here, but on this one I'm gonna have to go with the most original and say the winner is... Whoopi Goldberg, because I think it would be kind of hot, and also because in spite of what a fucking knob Scrooge is, it's the holidays, and I'm trying to be a little kinder and more forgiving. So here's to Mr. Scrooge. May he not die, and may he get to have sex with Whoopi Goldberg. I've seen enough. Surely I have some loyal employee who isn't lollygagging around on my dime today. Show me that. Hey, so with the uh, pandemic, I've been entertaining myself by going back and reading like all the Golden Age comics, late 30s, early 40s type of stuff, Origins of Superman and Batman. So my idea for you, it's like cornhole. <laughs> so we got a we we got a running gag, folks. I, I love this guy so much. <laughs> <laughs> this is a different guy. It's a different guy. That's a funny name, Sapphire, huh? Just that's it. I mean, when I was trying to remember what to say, 
at that point in time. I, I almost called it the novel Sapphire by Push, but I stopped myself because I was like, nobody that doesn't make Push. any sense. Sapphire is a name for a human. Yeah, maybe, maybe not a human, but an X-Men for more, sure. More so than Pushes. Push would be a better name for an X-Men, though. It at least it describes what their power is. I mean, I kind of think Cyclops could be called Push because what's coming out of his eyes isn't a laser. I'm trying to remember how it's always described, but it's it's just pushing it's the, people away. It's not burning them or. I thought that it was burning. It's just not la- laser. laser like a, his it, it, Cyclops's power is actually that's it's the male gaze. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Made and 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 just think about if it, if if somebody a little bit hornier had gotten it. I mean, Cyclops is. Yeah, it'd be cheek weak. About for as sure. milk toast as it gets, and he's, you know, just wrecking motherfuckers with that. Yeah. Thank. Oh, I thank my lucky stars. Yeah. Yeah, you would not be able to turn it off. You'd be like blasting your my size Barbies across the room all the time. <laughs> You'd be in shambles. All of my dolls. One more here. I think uh, I just want to point out this one because um, I think this could be a good podcast. Uh, it says, uh, this is for those that can't get out, not that they're trapped, but stuck inside all day, but maybe, you know, maybe for trapped people too, we could do a podcast for <laughs> guy, guy who had an old, uh, old, st- a stack of national geographics fall on him and he's down <laughs> in the basement of his house. He just listens to podcasts between screaming for help whenever the mailman comes. What if the predator got put into the Matrix? Maybe he already is. Oh, my God. You know, they just got to give him Cabela's video games. They, he's got big bug hunter. <laughs> Uh, I'll keep you busy for a while. What are the, the architect sitting in his like uh, fancy egg chair, and he's like, "The first iteration of the Matrix was designed to be a perfect world, but uh, the, the human mind rejected that. We had to uh, include the Predator from the Predator <laughs> movie." Ruin your uh, paternity test at the Maury show. Sneak on in there. No. Re- replace that, that piece of paper in that envelope. Sneak it in there. This is not the father. You know what? I'm not cut out for this because when you were talking about ruining a paternity test on Maury, I was like, where am I going to get some fake cum? <laughs> but no. really, all you need to do is just... Uh, type something up and print it out and put it in that envelope. 
Also, I don't think they even want your cum. <laughs> Do you want this? I, I made it for you. <laughs> They're like, we just swabbed the inside of your mouth. What <laughs> they walk in here just like, just a minute. They're like, that I brought a whole Ziploc bag full of it for you. <laughs> it's sealed for freshness. <laughs> Can I be on Maury? I haven't made a baby yet, but I, I've made a lot of halves of babies. <laughs> uh, very next uh, item on the list, actually, the bed with carbs. The bed with carbs. Yep. And this is a uh, lying down sandwich podcast. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. I... <laughs> Listen, I've done some bed with carbs. Not so much recently. I've been trying to eat more healthy. I've been cutting a lot of my bed-based foods out. No more bed with carbs. No more bed with cheeses. I've even cut out bed proteins. Ooh. That's usually... Uh, are, are, are you just talking about uh, like your, your, your bean burritos? Or are you, you no, no jerky in bed either? No, yeah. Well, I mean, I got married, so I can't I can't say that it's 100 percent for health reasons. But, uh, yeah, I don't keep a little pack of uh, Duke's smoked shorty <laughs> sausages in my nightstand now that I'm a married man. Laura <laughs> L- woke up in the night and I was eating those and she thought the dog got sick. <laughs> They get different lunch in there, you think? Yeah. Like prison lunch? Yeah, they can't have any any food that can be used as a weapon. Right, right, right. So so nothing real, real hot? Nothing really, no crusty bread, you know? Can't have can't have a a chicken chicken uh leg. They they gotta pull all that meat off the bone for them. I guess that is when I think about fashioning a makeshift weapon, I always go for pointiness. Mm-hmm. But hotness could also be. Oh yeah, give him a big bowl of chili to throw. Yeah, that's you. You just got a you got a a big pot of chili going in the toilet in your cell. <laughs> Do you know how much hot chili I can hide up my ass? They say, he says in that song that Diane, all this stuff about how you know Jack wants to be a big football star. Diane, on the other hand, just wants to see the backseat of Jackie's car. She's got no real goals other than wanting to get fucked in a car. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to yuck any yums here, but aim higher, Diane. Do they Where are they now? If Jack has even made the football team. <laughs> no, I don't believe he does. He I also mean... says he's going to do something about uh, do as he please, which is... <clears throat> Runner-up for grossest idea of having sex in a song after that. Fleetwood Mac 
song where he says, I'm going to lay you down in the tall grass and let me do my stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to do my stuff. Like he's got a, uh, like a chemistry lab little setup. Just going to do my stuff here. <laughs> I always <clears throat> thought that that lyric was uh, an oral sex. Uh... I mean, it probably is. <laughs> but it's it's so lazy sounding that I imagine it's something other than sex. Like she thinks he's going to get do her stuff. Mm-mm. He's like, I'm going to go uh, sniff glue and build models now. <laughs> That's my stuff. A gasoline soaked rag. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, let me do my stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I was thinking of a Coke bottle. Mountain Dew bottle, but that isn't sexy shaped. Speak for yourself. I mean, maybe. Just kind of looks like a like a little rocket. Maybe you want to fuck a little rocket. Dogs do. <laughs> Maybe he just... Oh, it just reminded me so much of my dog's weird dick. That I want to put my dick in my dog's dick. Oh, like a, like an alien mouth? The mm. xenomorph? Uh, instead of a second little head popping out, it's a little red earthworm? Yeah. You just have a dog dick that comes out of the end of your dick, like a little, <laughs> like a little tongue. I, Boy, you I... know, that wouldn't be great, but I would be interested to know it, how, like, how much I could manipulate that because dogs aren't smart enough to to do tricks. Like, can I, could I helicopter? You can the, get a the go... dog dick as I'm helicoptering my proper dick. You got you one going clockwise, then the other going counterclockwise, like a lasso. Yeah, and you could hypnotize somebody. <laughs> Hang on a second. Excuse me, miss. Um, <clears throat> I want you to look at my, <laughs> my dog <laughs> dick coming out of the end of my normal dick. No, it's not for a weird reason. All right. Now, just uh, you're getting sleepy. What would you do? What I mean, you gotta got like now. Now that I have you hypnotized, you do not think that my dog dick is weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's probably how the, that's gonna start every time. Every time. If I mean honestly, if you can get somebody to look at your messed up dog dick coming out of your regular dick. I'm saying you've already done most of the heavy lifting in that scenario. Any anything you could hypnotize them into doing is gravy at that point. I don't know. I I I don't trust my ability to get people to want to do that. So I'm probably going to start wearing a kilt. Yeah. Man, if I had a dog dick coming out of the end of my dick, I'd never leave the house. I'd be afraid to. <laughs> Are you are you saying if if this is was a new development and you woke up that way tomorrow and not like you you'd been a your entire life a weird little boy with a weird little dog dick? They you know they just you know when you're born they they're like look 
will be happy as long as he has 10 fingers and 10 toes. And then the doctor's like, well, this one's got an extra <laughs> dick coming out of his dick. <laughs> like a dog. <laughs> well, I guess we should have made m- uh, more things on the list than I just the fingers and toes. <laughs> take, but, take it back. As long as it's got 10 fingers and 10 toes and uh, two dicks and one is a dog dick. <laughs> Uh, whatever after that we'll be happy (laughs) (laughs) so that was verticators Jason wants a Jason really wants a boy but specifically a boy with a dog dick coming out of his dick this next one a little spicy Sony Pictures Animation will drop the canned R word and not use it at all. The canned R word? I guess it's like a Wilhelm scream, but someone just goes, retard. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to think of another R word because I can't imagine Sony Pictures ever using it. It's just like that. That's you hear it in the background of an explosion. (laughs) (laughs) We're not at Sony Pictures Animation. We are no longer using canned R words. We're not using R words at all anymore. We had been using an old recording from an old cowboy film where you could hear someone yell the R word. Now, uh, but here's what here's here's what I'm concerned about. Would Superman be disqualified if he used the power um, that was uh, introduced in in the pages of Superman 125, where it's Superman? Uh, <clears throat> it says, that, "Well, this is like the beginning." It says, this, "Please do not reveal the secret of Superman's new power." <laughs> And this is where Superman shoots a rainbow out of his hands that contains a tiny Superman. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Kind of a super homunculus. That he can, if if he were to hold, say he holds the beanbag in his hand and then you see the light of rainbow come out and then just a little tiny Superman just flies over and just carefully gingerly drops it in the whole swish. Is that a DQ? I don't know. I mean, I know for sure it's going to make Batmite and Mr. Mixiplex horny. Yeah, yeah. they're going to love that. They're, they're going to be like, oh, yes, we're also novelty characters. We <laughs> love when people do this sort of thing. Come on over here. Let's go not be able to get on roller coasters. <laughs> We love references to the old comic books that no one likes. Um, so I don't know. I have to think that's, I mean, if he can do it, if he was able to like Professor X and make everyone not see it, that would be a weird thing, but he also has, uh, it's cool. It's LBGQ2, LBGQ2. It's the sequel. Um, <laughs> that's where the, a little man comes out of your hand and flies up your butt. 
I uh, clicked on Wikipedia on the Wikipedia for him, and <clears throat> in the opening paragraph, it, it ends with he previously directed and edited two short films, both of which were released in 2010: Morgan M. Morganson's Date with Destiny and Morgan and Destiny's Eleventeenth Date, The Zeppelin Zoo. And man, I hate Joseph Gordon-Levitt now. He, I mean, who names something like that? You don't want to go to a Zeppelin zoo? Just, oh, that is some lemony snickets bullshit if ever I, I heard mean, it. I mean, it is, but I mean, try a zoo starts with a Z, and there aren't that many other things that do. And one of them is a, a, a balloon in the air. How fucking magical can you get? I mean, could you imagine... How much worse the Hindenburg would have been if they, if that, if 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 it was an arc. Obviously, <laughs> the Morgan M. Morganson's fantastical flying zoo is lifting off, folks, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> oh the animality! <laughs> oh. <laughs> It's like when you're 12 and you find out about a gynecologist and you're like, oh, buddy, that guy. Whoo. Best mean, job he, in the world. How do you get that job? <laughs> you got to win the job lottery. Like when you're 12, you're so horny that you think about going through seven years of medical school just to see some titties. Did you say titties? Yeah. I don't think they take their shirts off, Nate. (laughs) I've never been to a gynecologist, though. Maybe they do. Maybe that's standard operating procedure. All right. uh, Welcome to the gynecologist. I'm Dr. Gyno. Um, uh, First of all, I'm going to need to see your titties. And uh... <laughs> man, Wait a is, is, is there like a, a, a rate my gynecologist.com? Yeah, you go on there. Um, it, one of the reviews is like, not an actual gynecologist, it was two of the little rascals in a coat. I should have been tipped off when, 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 uh, I, I went to the address uh, of his practice, and it was in a treehouse. <laughs> the bottom one kept yelling, dump him out. Does the gynecologist do you go to? Does that one wear a long trench coat and a top hat and a fake beard? <laughs> I just thought he was like a seed. <laughs> this was the concept of uh, what I, what in my dream was called an open baby. This okay, is, it's like an open relationship, but for uh, babies, where the where the people just pass the baby around and it doesn't have like full time <laughs> parents. It's. <laughs> It, it, hmm. 
Will will the full time parents know they're the full time parents, or will we have to come up with some sort of situation? You know how like when uh, people would throw the switch for the electric chair, they'd have four or five dummy switches just so they'd have four or five people throw it at the same time, and none of them would know that they were the one who oh. was actually throwing <laughs> the juice. No, uh, in the dream, this was like a thing that parents, a new thing that parents were doing where they were like, oh, we're we're open baby parents or they just let their baby go to other people. And they're like, it, it would oh. it'd be selfish of us to try and keep this baby just for ourselves. But then they were just dumping the baby on me. And I was like, I don't want the baby. And, <laughs> and then the baby was being really weird. This is the rest of because any part of this, I think, should count for this space. Maybe, uh, maybe you just get like a, a house and you make it a Airbnb. But part of the rules are we're leaving the baby and you have to take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> Comes with a baby. <laughs> This is one of those baby B- Airbnb baby editions. Now, but in my dream, the baby was weird, and she kept like making like weird sexual advances oh. on me, and then oh. I found out it was just a little person. Oh, so it was orphan. Yeah, but okay. There was like a part where I was like, "Why are there all these peanuts in my bed?" And she was like, "I'm a little nut fucker," and was like <laughs> grinding on the peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> and then I threw her out a window and <laughs> she admitted that she was secretly uh working for a company that uh tries to make podcasters' lives more interesting. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay.